What up, everybody? I'm Rocky. I'm Brenda. And I'm Kirby. And this is Set Times. Today, we have a, spe- a very special guest. She's a force in the industry. She does many things at different events. Welcome to the show, Casey. Hi, guys. Thanks for having me. Oh, yeah. yeah welcome. Here. So how are you doing today? Great. Um, it's Sunday. I slept in this morning. Doing well. Can't complain. I know that when we were getting ready for the show, you do a lot of artist relations. Yes, that's my bread and butter. What does that entail? So that is, I mean, in the simplest terms, you know, all of the logistics of getting the artists to site and taking care of their needs while they're there on the show and then getting them home safely. Okay. Making sure they have a good time while they're there and have everything they need. Okay. Sounds simple, but I know it's not. It's Mother Goose. <laughs> I know it's not. I know Professional it's babysitter. Yeah. Yeah. And you deal with their tech writers and depends on the show. So sometimes depending on the scope of the show and how big it is, sometimes we deal with the tech writers and help pr- facilitate that with production. Sometimes they have their own production threads. Um, it really varies from show to show. So I advance everything coming in. And for those who don't know what advancing is, that's getting all the information from the artist, making sure they have all the information they need. Sometimes we help facilitate their hospitality if that's underneath artist relations. Sometimes we help with their transportation. Sometimes we help with their production. Um, it really just varies from show to show on the need, but we're essentially the main point of contact for the artists as they're getting to the show. Have you ever encountered a crazy situation? <laughs> More times than I can count. So I'm the artist relations manager for Dulab and Lightning in a Bottle, and we have our stage at Coachella, yes. Dulab stage, which is, you know, just an auxiliary stage booked entirely separate from Golden Voice. And this year, I'm not going to mention the artist. Okay. Definitely had someone who didn't read my email, uh, so they didn't get on their transportation to get to site the way they were supposed to. And five minutes before their set, I get a call from their tour manager who is somewhere on the Coachella grounds. And if you've ever been, it's huge especially massive outside with tons of different gates and places and has the artist's usb (gasps) the artist is on my stage the usb is not and all i have is a photo of a gate lo and behold that gate is on the opposite side like fully opposite side of where we need to be almost off site and so jump in a golf cart go try and find them and there's a language barrier somehow find them and get them back like 30 seconds before the set is supposed to start, like right on the wire. So it happened. How did you end up here? (laughs) Completely (laughs) took a random transport to site, didn't get on the golf cart, got on a different golf cart. It was a whole thing. We got him. That's what matters. Oh, my goodness. That's fantastic. That would have been a bigger mess at EDC. Yeah. Yeah. Way bigger mess. I want to back up a little bit. And for people who don't know what Doolab, Doolab is literally its own entity. Yes. At Coachella. It is a vibe. It is fantastic. So the fact that you run shit, or at least the artist at Doolab, is completely impressive. Thank you. Is that the stage with all the... Like the sh- the sun It's shade. amazing. Yep, the yeah. crazy like the crazy builds that change every couple of years over in the corner. Yeah, that's us. It is. It, it's that's got so... it's gotten bigger over the years. And I every time I mean we haven't gone in a couple of years, but every time we walk by Doolab, it sucks us in. It's always a good time there. Everybody looks like their water's being sprayed. Yep. You know what I like that back in the day, um, Doolab used to be in the center of Coachella, but now they kind of like moved them off to the side, which is way better, I think. Because it's its own little, yeah. It's its own entity. It's exactly, exactly, its own universe. Absolutely, it is so much fun. Do you get to design separately from whatever 
Coachella. They just say, okay, come in and do whatever you guys want. Do your thing. That's, yeah, pretty much. They they have the team that does all of the build and design, and I believe they change every couple of years the actual stage design itself. And then most of the time, that stage then goes to Lightning in a Bottle, which is about a month later. So they tear it down in like two days and take it to Bakersfield. And it and takes like a month it. to build. Yep, that's it. The team is still out there as of today. I think they're just wrapping strike. Oh, wow. Really? Now, yeah. I've never been to Lightning in a Bottle. It's that so fun. It doesn't look like a festival. It looks like a community. That's exactly it, what it is. It, it, ju- it does fun. I mean, they have, you can meditate in the morning. There's classes. There's things for children. It It is a community. It definitely is its own, like, way of life. Yep. And you walk around, and I found this year a Ram car. It was legitimately like a furry car driving around. It feels very, like, tiny Burning Man-esque some of the time. And you just find things. You can go get lost. My favorite in 20. 20- 19, we found a tea ceremony that was just hidden in a corner, sat there for hours drinking tea and talking to these people. There are roaming performers. Like I said, there are yoga, there are speakers. There's so much diversity. And then there's also, you know, crazy artists like our headliners this year were Glass Animals and Purity Ring and G. Jones Back to Back Eprom, Fortet, John Hopkins. It was wild. That, oh, so what else do you do? I know because you know, I know you do many things at Lightning Nevada. What else do you do there? There, so I oversee, um, so I advance the Main three stages, so Lightning, Thunder, and Woogie. I also advanced the Grand Artique, which if you've never gone and visited a Grand Artique, you should definitely do it. That's its own little community within. They build everything. They build this, like, town, effectively. They have this thing called Blackjack, where you go, and you don't gamble with money. You gamble with things. But it also has to be something that, like, the person running it thinks is cool enough to gamble with. So if it's the 10th pack of cigarettes, they're not going to take it. If it's your wedding ring... They might take oh it. Oh, my God. Interesting. People do it. Wow. I haven't heard of that. I know. You should it's definitely dope. check it out. They have it at Forest. I'm pretty sure they have them at Okeechobee. They have their own venue down in San Diego. They're oh, it's, really cool. And it's, it's all bands. wild raves. Yeah. Well, it's bands, too. So they had, like, had, I think, a couple seven-piece bands come through on their stage this year. Like, the most cross-loading ever for this one on our one little golf cart. <laughs> um, <laughs> I also help oversee on-site managing and advancing the yoga performers the yoga teachers the roaming performers um and some of the speakers they're all booked entirely by the compass which is another subset of lightning in a bottle there are a lot of those but i help facilitate their needs on site as well and then also helping artist hospitality get what they need and then working in tandem with artist transportation so it's it's a big one how did it go it went great there were definitely some you know shake off the dust after not having done it for three years but overall it was magic and Speaking of dust, I'm sure you guys have seen the memes online right now. Oh, my God. It was so dusty. There was, I think, 15, 20 mile an hour wind gusts on the Saturday. And driving down Production Road from Thunder, which is our second main stage, back to Compound, you couldn't see, like, more than a couple feet in front of you. It was insane. Very, like I said, Burning Man vibes. But it went well. Everyone had a great time. It's lightning in a bottle. It was magical. So So they haven't had it since COVID. This is the first one. Correct. Gotcha. Okay. Yeah, they didn't do one in the fall. They waited till the spring to have it. All right. All and it's right. five days of programming, Wednesday to Sunday. So it's a big one. Five days. Mm-hmm. And there's stuff happening. Five. All the time. Oh, wow. Our, la- uh, our latest stages close at 4 a.m. Oh, wow. Yeah. Wow. That is a oh, marathon. So you guys have to shut down. Yes, we okay. do. The permits and the noise ordinance, it shuts. It, the decibel level changes at 2 a.m. And then so anybody from 2 to 4 is, I think it like... I want to say 85 decibels. And then after that, it closes until like 11 a.m. the next day. Gotcha. Okay. But the renegades happen in the camps. We all know they do. Yeah. yeah. No, oh, yeah. No, no noise before 11 a.m., bro. <laughs> Someone tell EDC that. Yeah, right. <laughs> oh, no. 
I'm going to get started with EDC. So how did you get started in this business? Um, when I was a freshman in college, so backing up, I was a professional ballerina and a competitive jazz dancer for most of my life. No way. Yeah. How do you become a professional ballerina? Um, when I was like 10 years old, my mom signed me up for dance classes and I just never stopped. Uh-huh. It was like six days a week, every day in the studio. Oh my God. I hate ballet though. Yeah. <laughs> so boring. It's so rigid. Just like jazz is way more fun. Um, I, don't even, I don't even know what the difference is. What's oh the God, difference? It's hugely difference. I don't know. The style of dancing. Yeah. Style of dancing, basically. So what's like, the one where they, they stand on the... Ballerina. Yeah, oh, I did that too for okay. a long time. And what's, what's jazz dancing? What's it, like jazz hands? Like, exactly. Like musical theater type. And it's way more fun. Oh, okay. All right. <laughs> yeah. I, I don't know. It's more and more freeing. Exactly. And you can do more because ballet is very like... It's an old art form and it's gorgeous and it's very important for your technique. But it's like... You have to have your hands placed here and you have to do all of the things how it's supposed to be done where jazz, there's technique, but it's much more free-flowing and you can do a lot more with it. Yeah. And a lot more music options, if we're being right. honest. You can only listen to the Nutcracker so many times before going insane. So did you stop when you came out here? I stopped when I started college because I wanted to have a life and then took cl- classes in college. And I still dance. Like, I'll take jazz classes out here from time to time, but it's just with so much travel, it's hard to commit to too frequently because you just aren't home. And then when I was a freshman in college studying biology, don't use that anymore, um, <laughs> a friend of mine was decided, hey, Casey, you'd be a really great intern. Like, come join our event board. And I was like, uh, sure. Okay. Helped. And then from there, I helped throw concerts and events, won a couple of awards in college for events, and then oh. ended up a couple years later being the director of events for my student council on campus and through a music festival. 21 years old. I don't know who decided that I should be in charge of that, but they did. Um, and then I skipped my college graduation to go intern at Hangout Music Fest in Pensacola, Florida. I believe it's in Pensacola. I know that's the airport you fly into. And then from there, I was like, I'm sold. This is what I want to do. I was going to save the planet. I was going to be a conservation biologist, but here we are now. <laughs> Moved to Los Angeles after I graduated college, and the rest is history. The rest is just writing itself right now. Yep. But you're still saving the planet. I'm making the planet shows fun. For these people to have fun. Exactly. They'll remember it more than the sea otters would have remembered it. <laughs> <laughs> and happiness is key, right? That is the way oh, exactly. of life. We're making yeah. lots of people happy. <laughs> and I mean, that's why I do it. I remember the first concert I ever worked was, you know, a GEZ concert back right after he dropped his mixtape when he was just like, 3,000 people really hadn't been on the map yet. And I looked down at the crowd and I was, you know, thinking someone in this crowd, this may be the best day of their life. They may remember this forever. They don't care that I exist and they don't need to know that I exist, but I played a part in that. And that's been the why ever since. Seeing the crowd and knowing that someone saved, you know, their entire year's worth of savings just to be at this one thing, that means the world to me. Yeah, And then to be a part of something that's so big. Exactly. Put your hand in it. You're like, I had a little part in that, but I made that shit happen. Exactly. Yeah, yeah. That's, probably, that's probably why we all do it. I hope so. I think. Yeah, no, it is one of the reasons why I keep doing it. It's funny that she says that because I was at a barbershop yesterday in a haircut, and they were talking about EDC. And they had asked me if I liked the music, and I was like, oh, I work at EDC. And these guys were like, oh, my God, what do you do? And I told them what I did, and they're like, oh, dude, that is amazing. And what tripped me out is that they even said, they went out their way and said, hey, thanks for what you guys do. Oh, yeah. You awesome. sitting there like, what? Like, I didn't expect that. You know what I'm saying? Like, I've been noticing that more from like people that don't work it will go out of their way to say, I appreciate what you guys do. I'm like, man, that's awesome. That makes me feel good to hear like, because never used to get that before. No one would ever tell you like, 
No, not at all. Good they were job. just like, you're just there. Yeah. My first EDC back in that I worked, 2017, I think, I was info booth in guest relations. So that was truly being with the fans. And I remember someone came up thanking me for pointing them in the right direction at the end of the week. And they were like, thank you so much. I was like, I just sent you to the bathroom. <laughs> but I just said it's that way. <laughs> exactly. But to be that close with the fans and like to know that it made a difference, just that little of a role. And now to have such a bigger role in all the things I do is, I think it's pretty special. Yeah. Yeah, you play a big role. Absolutely. Yeah, that's a big role you got. <laughs> Absolutely. You know, I was going to ask, um, it's funny that we're starting to see more of these festivals last longer than three days. Or, you know, back in the day, it was one day. Yeah. Now we're three days, five days. Back-to-back back weekends. Back-to-back back weekends. That, how do you prepare for these shows? Laundry. <laughs> Lots, Lots of laundry. Of laundry. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it's I try and take really good care of myself, especially when I know I have a big month ahead of me, just because if you're sick, you're not feeling great, you're putting yourself at a disadvantage from the jump. Like there's nothing worse than showing up to site and already feeling crappy, knowing you're not going to you're really you're not, not going to sleep. sleep. You're not going to eat well, you know, even as best as catering gets, you're going to end up skipping a meal or two. Or if you're on a stage, you're hoping that your food makes it there, not soggy and cold. We've all been there where you get it and you're like, well, I don't know what this yeah. is. I'm going to eat it because I don't have a choice. Yes. Yeah. You, you just force yourself to eat. You're like, got to eat something. Like, it's four in the morning. I have to eat something. Yeah, yeah. Um, but it, for me, it's really just, you know, making sure that I'm taking care of myself and that I'm sleeping and that I'm not, I'm trying really hard to not be rushed out the door when I go because if that's how you're starting yeah. the show, then you're in trouble from the jump. You're just going to be behind the whole time. And I'm lucky I don't tour, you know. Even though people keep trying to get me to tour, I don't tour. Um, so I get to spend longer times of period in one place. So it's a little less hectic and a little more I can create somewhat of a routine when I'm on site and in a location versus, you know, pack the bag, get on the flight, do the thing, yeah. pack the bag, get on the flight, do the thing. Um, and then I also spend more time at home in between because my projects are so much longer. So I get to at least feel grounded and have a sense of home when I'm home and hang out with my cats. We're being honest. I spend a lot of time with my cats <laughs> when I'm home. <laughs> Do you not want to go on tour? Not necessarily. Or not um, now? Not right now. I really enjoy getting to spend longer periods of time in one place and, and feeling grounded and then also getting to go home because between the two cats that are like my entire world and just I've found a more appreciation for being at home, especially when I was younger. I was like, let's go do all the things. And now I look for projects that are longer term I can sink my teeth into and have a bigger role in and then go and do it and really own it from start to finish and then get to go home and be a person. Yeah. Yeah. Give 110. Yeah. Exactly. Just... And there's nothing like home. Uh, yeah. Truly. Like yeah. your own bed is so special. Yeah. <laughs> it's your own shower. Yeah. That, that's right. And not the travel size shampoo, <laughs> but like the real bottle of shampoo makes a big difference. Being able to have something to put your leg on so you can <laughs> shave properly. It's a huge difference. That's the little things. Guys. Having, <laughs> having a microwave versus certain hotels that charge $35 to put a microwave in your room. Jesus. Yeah. Just Vegas things. That's possible. Just Las Las Vegas things. Oh, I took a hot plate. (laughs) And I was just like, oh, let's just put the food right there, bro. It takes an hour to cook. Whatever. You brought your own. You brought your own thing. I brought my own hot plate. I was like, how do you know that? You gotta be scrappy. You gotta come prepared. Now I'm gonna be like, hey, I need a microwave. (laughs) I'm a writer. (laughs) That's great. Oh, that's funny. So is there anything at the moment that you feel like you would change like doing these events or to improve them or anything of those? I think right now the biggest issue that our industry is facing is we're still really strapped for resources, both people, money and just things, you know, um, 
the pandemic really did take a hit and we're still not out of it, but it made a massive dent in what we do. So many people left. So there's a really, there is a staffing issue, especially in. Didn't even think about that. Yeah. Like, and especially I mean, in the lower to. roles. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like the, in the entry level roles, there's just not as many people. You know, we have a lot of kids coming in and getting started, which is exciting, but it can still be hard to fill so much. So many people have either left from the top and moved on to go do other things or. And a lot of us have shifted up in our, into manager roles. And then the entry level ones, we just have a lot of kids that we're teaching, which is amazing, but it's just harder to staff. Um, everybody is competing for the same resource and everything is more expensive now. So there's a shortage of golf carts and fencing and scrim and all the things. I mean, I didn't gear. even think about that. Gear, exactly. You can't even get DJ yeah. gear. Like to buy like CDJ now, you can't even get it. They're like saying you can't buy until like January of next year. That's oh, yeah, insane. That. That's insane. So if you got it, you're lucky. But if you don't, you're... You're asked out. Well, and then we're all competing, you know, for the same attendees at the same exact time. And we can only ask these people who also just went through a pandemic and lost their income to show up for so many tickets. So it's just it's harder all around. Yeah, you know, I think that's the biggest challenge that we're facing. And if we could change anything and just be more of the things we need more of everything. Yeah, because yeah. I didn't even think about like golf carts and like fencing something. So you, you, don't even you think, think you just have abundance of it. But like yeah. I said, everybody's doing shows yeah, and everybody's it's doing shows. and, you know, lumber is more expensive. So stage yeah. decking is more expensive. Oh, yeah, yeah. That's, that's through the roof. Yeah. yeah, I tried to buy a piece of plywood the other day and I was like, oh, it's 20 bucks. It was like $90. Yeah. Oh, Jesus. Crack prices, bro. <laughs> <laughs> that's yeah. great. I know. So what what do you have coming up? Do you have any big shows coming up? I have Electric Forest. Which I'm oh, so that, excited! That, Michigan, I'm sure right? You love that. Yeah. Yes, Forest is the best. Like you want to talk about getting lost somewhere that oh, it's so beautiful, so much fun. There's magic at Forest for sure. So I'm the overnight artist relations office manager. Okay. So I'll be hanging out in the office, making sure people who show up after hours are having a good time. I've seen pictures of those uh, trailers, and they're all parties in there. Yep. I've seen uh, Victoria. She's always posting pictures. Yep. And I'm like, dude, that looks like fun. It's so fun. Yeah, she came to my stage a couple of times, you know, to sub out. Yep. She was like, yeah, I'm going to go back. I was like, why? You're on the stage. She's like, no, no, I got to get back. She <laughs> bossed EDC, dude. I saw her for like 10 minutes and she crushed it. Yeah. Um, what, what does she do? She's artist relations. She was the compound manager. Oh, okay. Oh, yeah. Okay. So she had two radios walking around with transpo and artist relations and that being on the transpo radio is uh something i don't wouldn't wish on anybody that oh. popping off at edc so many golf carts it's yeah. just constantly going somebody always needs something but she still took the time to ask me if i needed something she's an angel so i was like dude we gotta i even asked her we gotta get you on the podcast and we told her that we we're getting you and she's like oh i'm there she's there i'm there i love it i love vic um no and that's the important thing you know like i had base pod in October, EDC. So I had Larry Lurker and the uh, rule you take. I love Larry. Yeah, Larry's awesome. Welcome back, Larry. Yeah. So excited. But the rule, like, take care of your stage manager and take care of your DJ tech because we're in it together. Oh, I love that you say that because Aaron said the same thing. My, I know, but I had Alexis on my stage this year and she took care of me. She oh, was Lexi? really, yeah, Lexi, Lexi yeah. sorry. Yeah, yeah. Okay. She, she was the she was first artist liaison that took care of me. Like, you need Red Bulls, you need food, brought me like extra food that they, nobody else was getting. Nobody else really did that. I got that from Chris too. Shout out Queso Fresco. And his <laughs> set on the art car. Oh yeah, that's why he had a substitute. Yep. Oh. He makes sure I was in care of too, bro. Not, not just you. <laughs> You're not the only special one. No, but, no, but it's true. Like yeah. We're in it together and it's that EDC especially is the longest. It's overnight. Like there's no challenge quite like those yeah. hours. So you've got to take care of each other. And like I said, 
with the chaos of everything, you sometimes don't get your food. So you take care of each other. Yeah. Yeah. And I mean, your team works really hard to get the food to everybody. Yeah. Because there's times where it's like, I mean, but catering's at eight. We don't get it to like 12. Yep. One. The fireworks shut everything down and you're like, good luck. Maybe, maybe you'll get food. And they work hard. I, you know, they're sweating, dude. I'm just like, thank you. Yeah. It's crazy. Like Every, everybody bust ass. Yeah, but it's the, their team steps up. Yeah. I mean, we can't move, bro. No, yeah. we're stuck. We're yeah. stuck there. The the, the go to the bathroom. Stage managers are stuck there. Like, yeah. I mean, they step up big time for us. Like, mm-hmm. they don't have to, but they do it. They go out of their way to do it for us. Like, well, and it's so funny that you say how you're you're stuck because it's truly you know, raves and festivals with dance music are so different than like something that has a long changeover. So I also do artist relations. I was the AR manager for Beach Life in Redondo a couple weeks ago, which is all bands. So we had UB40, Steve Miller Band, Cheryl Crow. And with those, there's an hour changeover. So the liaisons can leave. And what? yeah. <laughs> hour? An hour changeover, an bro. Hour. Oh, yeah, because you got to think about they got to take everything off stage. Move, there's a, it's, and the programming it's, is set up differently. Yeah. When you have live acts, it's way different. Yeah. Way. So, you, you would, so like a... Six hour show. You only see three bands. More or less, I think we had an eight hour show, and there were four bands per stage. The programming was also set up so that it was different stages were activating. Oh, you move around. Yeah, uh, but even still, know. like I could go when I was liaison a couple years ago. There, you could leave, you could go get food, you could bring people food. We had our own golf carts, and we were doing the driving. It's just set up differently, and so you know, if it's all dance music, there is no changeover. You're there's just, no, just and that. you can't leave. Yeah. See, that's something new to me. I've never heard that. Uh, yeah, changeover. So I, like, I worked a few band 15, shows. 20 minutes. He's like, I'm in. <laughs> Sign me up. Put me on that. You just hang out. That's great. I know. I, I, you guys, I don't know how, when our last episode, I asked them how they prepare. And, and I was thinking physical and things of that sort. And he's like, I'm not mentally prepared. Mentally. Yeah. I'm like, I didn't even think about that. Because it's just the no sleep. Just the no sleep. And I was there the Sunday. And I... At four, no, no, maybe around three, I was struggling. <laughs> I, was, I left. I was like, you're on your own. I was going to try to be here for the sunrise, but I couldn't handle it. There's no way. And then I was like, I, I got to go. I don't, know, I don't know how you guys do it. I don't know how you do it. See, and more part of her because she goes for show to show. I know. And it's like, yeah, we you're don't. Back. Yeah. We go like we're a couple few months off, maybe a month off, and then we go to another show. But she goes from show to show, and she has her own uh, how can we say, like... Uh, routine. W- her own routine to, like, yeah. ground herself. I mean, I got, I'm not even ready for the next show at the end of the month. <laughs> <laughs> like, I got a day trip coming up, and it's like... Uh, That's going to be a fun one, though. Yeah. I'm, I'm excited for it. It's going to be it's fun. it's a new venue for me. Ooh. Not for the show, but it's a new venue for me, so I'm excited to see how we're going to do this. Well, and going back to what you said, like, going show to show and grounding, like, I... You know, I used to be, and I'm very fortunate I'm not anymore, but in a place where you couldn't, I couldn't say no to shows. Like, I needed to do all of them for my own income. I'm not in that place anymore, so I can say no. But now the struggle is actually saying no and taking time off. And this is the mm. first, I have two weeks off. Don't know how I manage that, but full two weeks off, and I had turned down gigs because I was like, I need to take care of myself and go home. It's important. And sleep and also move. I'm moving next week, so that's oh, fun. No. Don't, don't know where I'm moving to yet. So hopefully, I get an apartment tomorrow. Oh wow! <laughs> good luck. Oh. Oh, I'm sending. Good, yeah, good, we're gonna send good vibes. <laughs> yeah. Good vibes. But I think that's been important too. Is as I've gotten farther in my career, is being like I can. It's okay to say no. No. And uh, that's a good question. You do this full time. Mm-hmm. This is your full time. There's no other side gig or anything. I do artist relations, and then 
the other piece that's like my main bread and butter is I'm a creative production manager okay. with Pollen Presents. And so those are destination events. And so I work under the creative, the global creative director and I handle North America and Latin America and actually going on site and making sure that the decor is being built, like the big installations. Oh. You don't really touch the stage. That's production and we add elements to it. But otherwise, you know, when you go see the big photo ops, the entry pieces, that's I oversee all of that being built, too. So it's that and artist relations and then event production sprinkled in is like. Me. So how does that start? Like you have somebody design it on paper. Yes. And then you you order things that need to get to make it happen. And then they build it on site or do you build it off site and then ship it to where? Because you, you said destination. So it's a combination thereof. So how that process starts is we'll have a call with our partners and, you know, get their vibe and what they want to see come to life. And then the creative director, in terms with one of our agencies that we're going to use to actually fabricate, go and build a concept, run through approvals and edits and, you know, reworks. And then from there, either ordering the things that need to come, if it's inflatables, inflatables are the best way to go, They're cheap and easy, and it works yes. great. Always use inflatables. Or we work with them to make sure that they go into fabrication. Half of the pieces will be built, at least in part, off-site and then, you know, put together generally on-site, just depending on what it's going to be. Okay. Um, and I oversee all of that and keep it in budget and make sure that it happens. Build the production schedule in tandem with the actual production team. So we're playing truck Tetris at the load and dock as it goes. Um, and then go make it happen. And those are actually some of my more challenging shows in that it's usually, you know, if it's a resort takeover instead of a greenfield full build space, we have to work within their hours, which generally tends to be, you know, you have 24 to 48 hours to load in and you just go. Oh, my like you goodness. You just staff your labor and you just go and get it done before attendees show up. Oh, my yeah. goodness. That's kind of like group cruise. Yeah. Like when you load in, like you got to load in at 6 a.m. and it's got to be up ready one stage at noon and you got cranes trying to bring stuff on top of yep. the boat get equipment and stuff gets held up at customs so it's customs is oof. Oh. customs has been such a challenge because i handle latin america so we have um a lot of shows in like cancun cabo i also did did a show with you know j balvin neon in punta cana learned how to freight things for that show that was a fun one from vegas to punta cana was an exciting adventure but nice. it got there um, but customs is just a whole other challenge that I don't think most people need to think about because they just really don't. Yeah. It doesn't affect most people. And all of a sudden you're getting a call that something's stuck in customs and you have 48 hours or your show's not happening. And it's yeah. something stupid. It didn't have the right tag or it says it has liquids in it or something random, right? Yeah, because yeah. you have to label everything and it's got to be yeah. serial numbered or tagged and it's it's intense. Yeah, uh, yeah I've seen that at EDC Mexico when I went, I was oh, like, I bet. I was like, what is this? And the, oh, it's got to be packaged right or it's not getting through customs. Mm -hmm. Exactly. What? Yeah. Bro, it's just an air balloon. <laughs> and you know? you have to send someone to go sign for it and has to, it's a whole thing. Like getting stuck in customs is my worst nightmare yeah. every time. Just knocking on wood, hoping it gets through. Have you ever had a bad experience where you're just spending hours and hours and possibly something not getting through? Yes. Luckily, it was for, I mean, not luckily, but luckily it was for a show that got postponed due to COVID. But we ended up with a bunch of inflatables stuck in customs, like a large sum of money worth of them stuck in customs because of the blowers that came with the inflatables so that they were self-inflating. Oh. And that model, for, apparently unknown to us, it was shipping from China to Mexico, was not allowed into the country. We had no idea. And it was stuck in customs for like three or four weeks. We're trying to get it out. We had to use an agency to get it out. We finally ended up just shipping the blowers back. So we we're like, it's just we'll buy new ones. It's fine. Um, but it was just kind of stuck. And there's nothing you can do. Same thing when we were shipping things to the Dominican Republic. It just sits off the port waiting 
to get in and then sits and waits until the government can go through your container and make sure that it is what it is, what it is. Yeah. And, you know, and that sucks because you don't know what they're going to deny. Right. Exactly. And you're just kind of sitting there like, I have to load in in two days. Are we going to, is it going to happen? Yeah. And they're in no rush. No. They're yeah, just they're like, like they're doing their job. They're just, uh, well, they're making money. Free. They're yeah. already making money. Yeah. Absolutely. And it's just going to sit here. Exactly. And it's <laughs> just such different challenges. Like right now, shipping out of the port of Los Angeles is essentially impossible. Okay. Like your stuff is going to sit for a month. Before yeah, you I know. Even I passed by there last night. I was like, look at all those containers. And they're just chilling. Like, yeah. those people are sitting on a boat just waiting to come yeah. in, which can't be fun for them either. Wait, so you mean they're, like, backed up? Like, Oh, yeah. Bro, the port's full. The port's full. And then if you look over in the ocean, you see them. Just sitting. Just park, just sitting, just sitting there. Just sitting. Waiting. So they've been on travel for close to six months, and they sit. They've been sitting for anywhere from a month to three months, sitting in the ocean. That is crazy. There's such interesting challenges for what we do that you wouldn't really think about has anything to do with what we do, and then you're faced with it, and it's just, well, okay. Like, all right, this is what we're doing. Yeah, there's so many moving parts, and nobody really knows. As a fan, you just show up, and it's just amazing. But Hopefully. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But there's just so many moving parts that you don't really think about, and that's what well, that's why we do this. But I feel like... If we didn't know, we didn't know those blowups needed to be there. So we're not going to care as a fan. You know, I'm going to go in there. It's, you know, it's But it's fine. not about the fan. It's about the artist putting on his performance. Yes. That's why it's, I mean, yeah. I, the fans might not care for it. Yeah. But if the performer that she ordered it for is like, hey, dude, where's my balloon? Yeah, you know, I guess. Hey, where's my balloon? Uh, yeah. Hey, where's my balloon? Adding the little touch of magic that, like, wouldn't be missed if it wasn't known but adds so much to it yes. when it's there. Absolutely. It makes such a difference, even Absolutely. if, like you said, the fan, if it's not there, the fan has no idea it was supposed to be there. Exactly. But it just makes that much more special. Yes. Yeah. And we just appreciate everything that goes on and, and that craziness that, that happens in a show. How do you find balance between work and play? That is something that I am still working on, if we're being honest. Um, but a big part of that is when I'm home doing, you know, I call normal people things <laughs> like having girls night or like going mini golfing, for example, like the little things that don't necessarily have to do with music, because when work and play are one and the same, it can be really hard to disconnect. And if you go to a show, I'm sure you guys are all used to this. Someone ends up talking about work or you end up thinking through it like it's your job and it just isn't quite the same. I also go. I work a lot in dance music, so I go to shows that aren't dance related. Okay. Like my favorite genre is rock and roll. Okay. On the way over here, I was listening to Bring Me the Horizon because I've been listening to them for like three days. But um, really trying to go to music and things that aren't necessarily related to the things that I do for work. And then also just doing things that make me feel grounded and like a normal person at home versus the person who travels and does music all the time. Yeah. Because you can't really party while you're doing a show. That's no. Like a, yeah. You can, but then you hate yourself the next morning, and then it's a much rougher day. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like I try to avoid drinking on site until the very end when everything is closed because yeah. I'm, just, I'm useless when I'm hungover, so there's no world in which I should try. <laughs> yeah, this guy cannot go to a show without critiquing it and, like, yeah, getting it. I just, He's so annoying sometimes. Where I'm it's like, hard. It's so hard. It is hard. hard. It enjoy is very yourself. Hard. I'm like, enjoy yourself. You're not here to work. Let's play. Let's hang out. No. Goodness, I'm like, oh, we're gonna leave you at home next time. <laughs> do yeah. you do the same, Kirby? Um, not like Rocky. But I do <laughs> look at it and I'm like, all right, this is wrong. Especially with sound. <laughs> oh, Ooh, I'm super yeah. critiquey with sound. Like, I oh. love listening to audio guys talk sound at shows and like just like hearing what you guys are critiquing. It's so interesting to me. Yeah, 
I'll tell her. I'll be listening. I'm like, do you hear that? It's it's not right. And she's sounds like, like shit. You can say it, bro. It sounds like shit. Sounds fine to me. I'm like, no, it's not. Like, but the low end is wrong. Yeah, yes. it's wrong. Yeah. You know what's funny is that I, for the longest, I didn't know, and I get, I'm guilty. I didn't know what sounded like shit until they introduced me to the K2. Right, that's what it is. Do the K twos. The K two system. I was like, "Whoa, this is totally different than what that stage sounds." You know, but it all has to do with the mixer guy. Right. It all has to do with who's handling the console, and he told me like, "I can go to that one and make it sound just as good as this," and they did. And I was like, "Oh shit!" And they're like, "So it all depends." on who's behind the console right. because different guys have different ears and they, they see it different. Which is so crazy because it really, it's, it's subjective yeah. to a degree. Yes. To a degree. Yeah. So, and I got a picture last night from Wango Tango. Ten consoles. Jesus. Oh my Ten God. consoles, bro. I said, what? Did every artist have a different Yeah, console? they had to, yeah. Uh, you know, Jay, Jay sent it to me for 3G. He's all, bro, let's check this out. That's and it's insane. like lined up like it's a like it's a drive-in. <laughs> yeah, a bunch of consoles just sitting there and I was like, dude, what is that? Like each artist, each audio tech wants their own console. Ten each. consoles. Well then you have to repatch everything between each one. Like that's a whole thing. Oh, he explained even... it to me everything and I was like, Hey bro, we need to get you on the show, man. Absolutely. Yeah. Like I mean, he's just starting doing I think he's like two years in, but mm-hmm. he's he's seen so much and then he sent it to me. I said, Hey, send me pictures. So I can put them on our on our page. And he's all oh, yeah, dude. And I was like, What is this? Looks like a parking lot, bro. A bunch of consoles sitting there. <laughs> That's wild. Here's the thing I want to point out is the problem is, is we're being fed bad audio constantly. Everything is compressed. Everything's mm-hmm. MP3s. So no one knows that it's bad. Right. You know, until you actually hear something good and you're like, oh shit, that actually sounds way better than. Yeah. And we're, we're just being fed bad audio. The guilty MP3s are yeah, of the past. I yeah. just don't get it. I don't like as a DJ myself, like I play nothing but wave file or AFF. It's, you want to explain A-I-F-F. what that is? What's that? You want to explain what that is? Audio files. It's, it's uncompressed. So wave files, uncompressed. Where MP3s are compressed. Audio files. So you lose, you lose a lot of the, you know, the sound quality of it. Well, then it gets recompressed on your streaming exactly. platforms where it sounds terrible. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So and, th- if once that changes and we can, everybody can start hearing better music. Unfortunately, I don't think it is because the masses don't fucking care. They don't care. Yeah. You, you yeah. go to a, we went to an after hours not too long ago and it sounded like shit, but everybody was having a great time. But how are you going to get WAV through over streaming when in streaming you have to compress it? No, you can't. So there are services that you can do it, but it's so expensive. It's like $40, $30. Who's going to pay that? No one's going to pay that. I'll pay my $9 for Spotify and be fine. You know, it's like. Exactly. Yeah. That's why it won't change. Unless unless, those streaming services come down. I think we're going to do it. (laughs) We're going to change it. Set time streaming platform. There There you go. go. Doesn't sound like shit. Started here. Doesn't sound like shit. That's our motto. I love it. You don't sound like shit. Yeah. No compressed here. No compressed. That's crazy. But that's great that you know about all that. Working with or being around Aaron, I'm assuming like. Aaron, I have a lot of friends who are audio engineers, a lot of friends who are monitor guys, just being around and like trying to at least understand what's happening. Even though it's not my world in case someone asked the question. Because sometimes I do end up fielding production questions as artist relations because I'm just, you know, answering faster than the stage manager does. So. 
important at least to have an understanding of it. I would never Good. touch a console. I would just kind of poke buttons and see what happens. But that's a whole other beast. Like, Ooh, yeah. look at the pretty light. Exactly. Yeah. Oh, did I turn it off? Oops. <laughs> You're a professional button pusher. <laughs> well, there, there was a story. Kirby hit me up the other day and uh, he was like, hey, can you find this uh, keyboard? And I was like, I'll try. I'll, let me see if I can do. But you were looking for. It was an Arturia Matrix Brute, which is a discontinued keyboard synthesizer. Um, it was on a rider that got passed to us last, last minute. The artist had changed the rider and just didn't make it down the pipeline because most of my the team was already on site. So the stage managers didn't see it is what it is. And then I get a phone call when I'm driving back to site from family emergency that happened. We need this. We don't know where it is. I don't have time to source it. Can you find it? And I was like, well, we're going to see what happens here with like 36 hours. For, and it's direct support to the headliner for that stage. And I was like, I don't really have a choice. So I have, luckily, one of my staff members on my artist relations team, he just happened to know this little hole in the wall, very, very tiny, um, like, synthesizer store out here in Burbank. Called him. They're like, actually, yes, we do have that in stock. Oh and God. it's a Memorial Day sale, so it's 10% off. <laughs> Even better. Oh, you had to buy it. Even yeah, better. We bought it. So who owns it? Uh, Doolab. Uh-huh. I wish I owned it. The thing is cool. The very it's a night, fun. It's a nice tax, tax write-off. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, and lots of buttons you can push on that one too. I don't understand these. We had a discussion last time about tech writers. Why do they do this? Why do they wait to the last minute to update a tech writer? They have no idea how difficult it is to get you what you need. Why aren't these artists or management on top of their shit so they can so the artists could be prepared, you guys could be prepared, like? I, it would make me crazy. I think sometimes they actually don't know that things are changing. So when like the three thousand, the CDJ three thousands came out, all of a sudden like half of the riders were three thousands and half were two thousands, and they had just kind of switched those. Um, and sometimes I think they're just not on top of their emails, and they have yeah. so many shows that yeah, they just kind I, I of forget to the, send it. The shows, like it's too many shows. Not only that, but like you just said, the artist just happened to change his setup. Mm-hmm. Maybe he was on CDJs, or maybe he was on a different you know, bored and was like, oh, I'm going to go out of this world and I'm going to order something that nobody has. Or sometimes they travel with like the synthesizer keyboard that I needed. They usually travel with it, but it was a one-off show in the States. And so they were like, eh, we're not going to bring it because it's huge. So they were like, actually, artist does not travel with, please source this. That's hard. Yeah. Yeah. Especially for what you were looking for. (laughs) I know. I'm still shocked we found it, to be honest. And literally hours before the show. Yeah. The morning of, I had luckily... One of my team members lost their keys and had to drive to L.A. to get their spare and grabbed on the way back up. And again, thankfully, Bakersfield is only two hours from L.A., so was not too terrible of a drive to make happen. But if you're in the middle of nowhere trying to find these yeah. things, like if I wasn't in L.A., there's no way I would have found this thing. Simply wouldn't have happened. Uh, yeah, It was definitely going around. I shot it around to people. You shot yeah. it around to me. We were trying to. I mean, we were trying to do the best yeah. for you. Yeah, I, appreciate I We appreciate it. you for reaching out to us. I was like. I felt a little special trying to go on a manhunt. Like, <laughs> we gotta look I was for like, this. who can find this for me? Wait. But then just some tiny, tiny little hole in the wall store had it. I don't, in, like, in stock, ready to go. I was shocked. Exactly. Somebody, somebody. The hipsters yeah. had it. <laughs> hipsters. I'm sure you can probably even get your money back for it and be like, hey, dude, what's up? Let's set a deal. Yeah. You, yeah. Someone might ask for it. Maybe they'll keep it and use it again. Maybe they can rent it out. Oh, uh, yeah. Yeah, that. Yeah, because I was thinking that you were going to just rent it. Rent we it wanted for- to, but uh, they wouldn't rent it. Oh, like, they're mm-hmm. like, you got to buy it. Exactly. You need it. I know yeah. you need it. <laughs> I mean, we called everybody. We called SIR. We called every studio you could think of, every 
you know, just provider we could think of, and no one had it. Like, excuse yes. me, what? What is that? What, what is it? Yeah. yeah. It's a SIR, if they don't have it, yeah. it's... I kind of laughed when I asked. <laughs> like, you're kidding, right? Yeah. So how old is that board? Oh, God, I don't even know. If nobody has it, then it's got to be really old. Yeah. That's we got to post a picture after. Yeah. We'll, we'll put it on the, yeah, yeah, the yeah. site so people know what we're yeah, talking about. Yeah, because I don't know what it looks like. I, I, don't, I have no idea. It's basically, it's keys and then like a mixer effectively and then a whole bunch of buttons. And that's how you set where the notes are going to play and then you can go, you know. Patching. I think you could patch on it, right? Yep. Oh, that's like old school. I've seen that at hard like, wow, like 2007? I don't even know. It was the DJ that showed up and it looked like a coffin. They, it opened up like a coffin and they had these like things that went up. And then he had like a bunch of like yep. cables. Yeah. And patching. he was just sitting there like this, you know, playing the keys, pushing buttons. And I was like, nobody can see you, bro. <laughs> nobody can see you. This whole thing is covering your face. Yep. You know, I mean, if it would have been nice if you would have an angle. Sideways. Now yeah. I know what you're talking about. Yeah, that, that thing's old. Yeah. That's cool. And it's really fun to play with. But I was just like, I don't know where I'm going to find this thing. It's like an analog system, right? Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Mm -hmm. You're going to use it at Doolab next year. I hope someone does. I hope you someone should. does. You should drop a special set. Funny enough, Aaron has the same one in his house, so I've played with it before. Mm. Oh. It's really fun. You guys should check it out. Let's try it. I know. Try it. <laughs> so where has this industry taken you? Like, have you visited amazing places all over the world? Luckily, yes, I have. Um, I spent I spent a lot of time in Mexico doing a lot of de destination stuff there. Um, growing up, I never really traveled a lot. My family just... I have three stepbrothers and we just never really traveled. And so this has taken me, I mean, it moved me to Los Angeles, which is probably the best part of all of it. Um, but it's taken me to, you know, the East Coast and to Michigan and to Mexico and Punta Cana. It will take me to Europe sometime later this summer, most likely, you know. Nice. So it's nice. It's cool. Like I could be working a nine to five where I do, you know, sit behind a desk and answer emails. And I do a lot of that. But this job has also let me travel the whole world and see some crazy things and you know, that thing people will never get to see your experience. And I'm very, very, like, thankful for that and aware of that. So you said it brought you to L.A. So where are you originally from? Reno, Nevada. Oh, Nevada. Nice. It's a place. It's a time. <laughs> nice. I like Nevada. I like the weather. She exchanged it for Cali weather, though. Yeah, that's yeah. better. Exactly. No, the weather, I mean, that's one great thing about Reno is you do get all four seasons. But I don't like being cold. So I was sunny in 75 all the time. Sign me up. Yeah. You're like, I'm out. Yeah. Uh, I, I thought you were from L.A. I am not. I've only been so here for five years. Yeah. Oh. Oh, wow. Only five years. Only five years. Uh, she's a resident, bro, not a local yet. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> got to do 10. You got to do 10. Is it 10? It's yeah. 10. All you got to right. be local 10 years. All right. Minimum. And then is that when I get to get the L.A. tattoo like everybody else? <laughs> oh, I don't have that. Yeah. I live here all my life. I don't have that. <laughs> I do. <laughs> Born and raised. East L.A. I got that shit. <laughs> That's right. That's uh, dope. That's dope. I like to hear that. That it brings you. Yeah. Yeah. And then, and but obviously you appreciate LA. I love Los Angeles. Okay. I'm never leaving. No, no. Um, I hate it's people on, who live in book. Los Angeles who talk shit about LA. Then leave. I hate it. Then leave. The like, where are you going to find? What are you doing here? Where are you going to find? You're never going to be bored. Like if you're bored in LA and you hate it here, you are doing something wrong. It's yeah. you. It's not LA. Exactly. Yeah. Hey, yeah. I, I have so many people all talk shit. I'm like, then why are you here? Oh, we don't want you here. Go away. Just Go. don't drive at 5 p.m. That's your own fault. Yeah. Plan better. The more people that move away, the better. Exactly. Less traffic. I know. Or be beginning a pandemic when there was 
no traffic. Oh. It was creepy. Oh, I love that. It was. I, I work. I'm a truck driver. So wow. I I didn't get out of work. That, I was scared. I was like, oh shit, no more Beyond Wonderland. And then I was like, oh, no more work. But it didn't stop for me. It. I went straight through. Amazing. So I was loving that I can be in Long Beach and then by UCLA in 15 minutes. Wow. Yeah. Unheard of. 15 minutes. Unheard of. Yeah, Doesn't make great. sense. So, I mean, that the, the, during that time, the traffic was, I was like, dude, my wife was like, you already done with work? Like, yeah, I'm good. Yeah, I'm done. <laughs> like, I got very lucky during the height of the pandemic. Um, obviously, we lost our jobs in terms of live events, but I was producing live streams at the time. Oh, good. Oh, thank you for your service. It's definitely not the same. Don't get me wrong. I'm happy to be out of it, but I was very thankful to have a job that still had a similar impact as best it could. And the events I got to produce were really fun. Like I produced a bunch of drag events. I produced a drag, nice. like a drag queen pageant. So that was really fun. Oh, that's and dope. Drag queens, drag queens work their asses off. Like you want to see someone who really gives it their all drag shows. hundred yeah, percent. They're no, always I, fun. I agree. Always we watched fun. that. What is it? Drag Drag race. Drag race. Yay. Oh, I had um, like Alaska Thunderfuck and Sharon Needles. Like I produced no their show. Yeah. I love Sharon Needles. She's oh my God. wild. I love Sharon Needles. <laughs> oh, that's good. Oh my God. Mm. I have questions. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> she loves it. She yeah, loves yeah. it. I'd sit there and watch them like, oh, this is crazy. The shit they do. Well, yeah. and they make all of it themselves. Yeah. That's the crazy part. They don't have teams. They, I mean, they do to a degree, but not the same. Like they make all of that on their own. So working with them, it was, they put in as much effort as I did, which was awesome. And I'm pretty sure they're just, they're just personalities. They're just, oh, they're so fun. Yes. So fun. Yeah. I know when we, when Drag Race started like a hundred years ago and it was like total low budget. Like, what the fuck are you watching? I'm like, what? You wait. Wait. <laughs> you wait. Yeah. I'm like sitting there. Oh, when's the next episode? <laughs> I'll sucked in. That's I've never watched you should it, check it so out. I don't know. Oh, it's great. Oh, don't get me started. With it's good times. Now good the production time. is amazing. Like they're on VH1 now because before she's on, they were on Logo and like the production was really bad. It, I, it almost looked like they were in someone's garage like early. Yep. And like RuPaul was like, the lighting her lighting was just crazy i'm like what the fuck is going on but that was like very early now it's like spectacular it's amazing yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. And how did you fall into that uh streaming thing like you just you knew somebody in it or just you guys think you brought up the, the idea so the company that i was working for because i ended up working full-time at this company before they were a game a la like guitar hero mobile game so you would tap the notes as you went and Clients that I'd worked with in the past had synced music with them, so I knew who they were. They were looking for a producer in August of 2020, so really, like, height of the pandemic, no one's going outside. And I just applied and got the job. But I had, you know, more than enough experience to understand it, and I also got to learn a lot about AV with that and, like, how to properly fix, like, remote help people fix audio and how to route things properly. Because when you go from, I mean, if you guys, I'm sure you guys did the Insomniac live streams, like, mm -hmm. when you go from... IRL to URL, so many things can go wrong. Like it's such a different beast. And then you're also hoping the internet works. It's a whole other oh. like fingers crossed situation. Yeah, we're definitely gonna get Sean in here for that. He does a, the insomniac streaming. Oh, oh that's, yeah, yeah, yeah. that's a that. whole other beast. Like yeah. the things they did were wild. Yeah, we heard stories after uh, yeah. EDC, and we're like, dude, we gotta get you on. And it's anything that can go wrong with streaming always does. I don't understand why, but it's like right before you're going on, oh, the camera, the audio from the camera shut off. Why? Yeah. Huh? We're hitting go yeah. now. We're live. We are live. <laughs> it's, it's um, again, amazing how many moving parts. I mean, there was a whole just production team just for streaming. And because we were there, you don't really, 
we didn't stream, but he was getting, both of you guys were getting like, hey, I saw you on the streaming. And I'm like, I'm yeah, like yeah. what? I'm that like, was funny. Yeah. I didn't even, I didn't even put two and two together. I was just like standing there, like waiting for the DJ. And then like, who knows the faces I'm making? Like not knowing, like, and then like someone sends me video of me like doing something weird. I'm like, oh great, here I have this face. <laughs> We're not supposed to be on camera. Like this is not supposed to be happening for us. We hide in the back. Mm-hmm. Yeah, your uniforms of all black. Yeah, that was always great. all black. I'm, I'm on actually a few of them, like doing the changeovers, and I'm just like, oh shit, like you know. I mean, but there's no way to hide it. Like, no. yeah, I know. I mean, you're doing yeah, your. I, I didn't even think about it. I didn't, I didn't even, even think just... about it until he was showing me. I'm like, oh shit, they're live streaming this. <laughs> I didn't realize. Yeah. When did they start doing that? Uh, I think 2019. Yes. It went big. 2018 was kind of weird. It's like a curated, I think, or that's what they call it, curated. But it was weird because it was pre recorded and then like uploaded. So you weren't getting like time to time, like oh. live acts. You were getting. Like, okay, somebody played at 8 o'clock. You're not going to get it to like 10 o'clock because it's it's recorded, not thrown. Because the internet, it's always been an issue at those shows. Yeah. Everywhere. Yeah. You know? And then now I feel like 2019 is what changed everything in the internet world. Like, it just, now there's internet everywhere. Yeah. You know? And then this year, it just fucking went through the fucking yeah, roof. It's an actual live stream now, right? Yeah. It's live. Yeah, it's like, like dead on, like. Yeah. I mean, I'm probably, I think there's probably like a lag, like a two minute. Well, yeah, line, yeah, yeah. But, but that, that's pretty, it's still pretty damn on. live. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. It's not, not pre recorded. Have multiple stages, just like Coachella. I mean, Coachella's been perfecting it since what? Yeah, but is Coachella live? The last time we were watching, it seemed like it was pre recorded also because I was like, wait, we, this person went on earlier today and we're barely watching it now. Yeah, that was I'm the T Mobile time. That was when the T Mobile had it. Uh, YouTube had it this last this time. This last year's YouTube, mm. and now it's all changed because of that. Down there's internet there. Yeah. Oh, but you know what? Maybe there was because it's multiple stages. We were bouncing back and forth. Yeah, that's That's what what it was was. we were doing. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, YouTube had it. I like that you can do that. Yeah, cool. Yeah, cool feature. Yeah, we didn't get to go, but we're like. I I love that. I mean, even during the pandemic, there were streams. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. I mean that That huge. That brought you know happy to me on a Friday night where I was just sitting at home bullshitting in my fucking computer, and then I'd be like, oh, let's see who's playing right now. You know, and it was, you know, Pasquale with whoever was on stage, Duke DeMont. Or fucking was... Cascade at the Grand Canyon. Oh, yeah. that was that was probably Holy the best one I saw. Shit. That was intense. Really? I think uh, I like the one with uh, Diplo on top of that uh, building. Oh, I don't no. think that one was cool. And then um, was it a bridge or was it a building? I think it was a bridge. Okay. And then, no, it was, um, yeah, it was him on a bridge. And then when DJ Snake took it to a whole nother level where you had to pay for it. Where they had, like, he's, like, in this, like, in I think it was in France, but it looks like a, a coliseum. And they have these drones just, like, flying, flying around him. Streaming at the same time. And then you it's, like, a full pyro show. And he's in the middle. And as you just see these drones, like, angles. And it's just, like, bom, 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 bom. and I was just, like, dude, this is too choreographed. <laughs> like, this is dope. Yeah. Or um, Kygo on the mountaintop in exactly. the snow where they had, to, oh, that was they had to helicopter his piano to the top of the mountain. That was wild. Yeah. That, I didn't see they that. They had to do it. Yeah. You had to push the limits. Yeah. Yeah, because it was, who was going to top who? Yeah, who yeah. After top that, who? it was like, who? when I saw Cascade at Grand Canyon, I was like, all right, I think nobody's going to top that. But I, I want to see Kygo on top of a mountain. That, that was wild. Awesome. Well, they also had to top Circle, who's been doing, you know, DJ sets from crazy places forever, just not live streamed. Yeah. So they were like, well, let's see, what can we do? 
Yeah. Try to push the boundaries. Oh, yeah. Yeah. It was entertaining. It was, it was it, it, like you said, what we needed in the middle of this craziness. It definitely brought some light to our day. It, and what's funny, I, I talked about my wife to this. Is, I said, it took this pandemic for our technology to, to advance, advance yeah. so much. Like, yes. now I'm sure there's no more meetings that you have to drive to because nope. now we can do it over Zoom. Yep. Before, no, I need your ass at Wilshire at 10 a.m. And you're, get, you're getting in a show at 6 a.m. from a show. And, oh, fuck, I got to get up. <laughs> if the flight doesn't get delayed. Exactly. <laughs> See? So, I mean, technology just went through the fucking roof. I mean, and it, it so quickly, like faster than it ever would have. The pandemic forced everything to just shift a whole nother level up. Yeah. And it's like she could be at a show and she can take a meeting for her next show yeah. mm-hmm. on site. She doesn't yeah. have to be there anymore. They don't have. Everybody's everywhere. And well, we've always had that, though. No, no one just utilized it. I don't think. I mean, yes, we had it, but Skype wasn't up to the level where it's at. Exactly. Uh, Zoom, it was like there. You said, everything, it was there, everything, it went up. The quality. Yeah. Uh, I think they perfected it. Yeah. And it forced people to actually adopt it is the thing. Yeah. Like, That's all of us know how was, to yeah. use that. But if you're not a tech person, maybe you're like, I don't really want to try this. I'd rather be in person. And then you didn't have a choice. So all those people who were really hesitant, now they're like, oh, okay, fine. Yeah. The second like Stranger Things, they said, oh, it's the internet. Oh, what's the internet? Oh, you'll, you'll see what the internet is. <laughs> it's what that was. Everybody was scared to, to take that leap into the video camera thing. And then now, bro, it's like. Except now I have to keep my room clean. <laughs> or at you least have, the corner you of it. Move everything yeah, out to like the side. The corner of it. Cat jumps in front of the camera. <laughs> but at least you don't got to put pants on. True. Nice. Yeah. Have yeah. you heard those stories where interviewers like make people stand up during their video interviews? I'm like, mm. that's ridiculous. I am definitely wearing sweatpants. No, really? I didn't yeah. hear that because I just want to make sure that they're... Like, dressed. Like, no, they're in their home. Leave them alone. Who cares? Right? I look good from here up. That's all that matters. <laughs> when I, If I actually have to go into work, I'll wear pants, I promise. But on a fucking interview? Come on. Oh, that is great. <laughs> good times. I know. People are ridiculous. So you have a show coming up uh, next week? Um, no. End of June, I have Electric Forest. And then... A private event in July, and then I'm not on site for this one, but I'm the creative production manager for Balvin Ibiza. I'm not going. Oh. Why? Because they don't need me, because our agency out there is going to manage it. But then I'm going on vacation to Europe, so that's exciting. Going yes. to Tomorrowland. Ooh, just to go. Just to go. Jealous. Nice. So I've never been. I'm very excited. Take a lot of pictures. A lot of I'll pictures. I'll send you guys all the photos. I'll <laughs> you just need to do photo dumps of that weekend. <laughs> so excited. But no, my next one is Forest, and I'm very, I'm looking forward to it. Very you need to do artist go relations. To that. You guys you, should You go. would love it. Yeah. It's more of an outdoor, like, feeling. Like how she had lightning in the bottle. I like those events. I've never been to them, but I like to see, like Okeechobee, I, the first one, I was like, dude, this is dope. Okeechobee's fun too. So I think it's more like um, that Dirty Bird show. That oh, man. I worked so that one year. Outdoor. That was amazing. Dirty Bird was awesome. It felt like you were at like a summer camp. Yes. I did Dirty Bird in 2018, 2019, back in the day. It's so much fun. Like oh. all of those where they really make, like set a community where they make you feel, you're not just showing up to watch the stage. And it's not so much that it's overwhelming. Yes. I love EDC, but as an attendee, there's just, Yes. There is so much happening. Yeah. For those, there's like, there's a little less, but it's much more immersive and brings you in and everyone is down to play together and that's what's fun. Yes. Yeah. The well, little patches everybody puts together. It's awesome. We've had that conversation where he says that he, he likes EDC, but he'd rather work the smaller shows. Yeah. I like working the boutique shows. Yeah. It's, EDC's cool. It's awesome, but. Yeah, you had but, some dope shit this year too, so. 
Yeah, but I like that. Just yeah. I, I, there's another podcast that we listened to called Radio Check, and and they had Bill Remy on there. He was pitching the concept of less is more. Yes, less is more. more. Instead of doing all these crazy LEDs and you know pyro and well, because you get a different crazy. crowd. Yes, you get a crowd that's there for the show for the the spiritual vibe. It's not like oh, it's for the gram. Yeah, you know, it's, yeah, it, that's it's, why you probably like, I love that because it's more your type of vibe per people. You're not going to have an 18 year old sitting there like. That are just there to party and, you yeah. know, go off. We all did the 18 year old thing where yes. you just want to party. But as you get older, it's true. Like less is more brings a different crowd and you go and you get to create a sense of community and like really get to know these people and leave feeling connected to something. Yes. Versus like, and again, go off and party. We've all been there. Started today with a shot. <laughs> but it's just different. And I think it's it's a different of like everyone should go and experience that, in my opinion. I like that you said that because we always talk about events and I tell people go at least once. Go to EDC at least once. Even if you don't like the music, it is it's it's an event. Yeah. It's yes. an experience. An experience yes. Same thing with Coachella. Love Coachella. I mean, oh, I don't know. Go once. Go save your money. Just experience it because you'll never be the same after that and i want to do that for lightning in a bottle because i i was blown away how many years have that been already of lightning in a bottle yeah like on its own yeah i think it's we were talking about i think it's it's a lot it's definitely more than 10 well because it started out fleming brothers a birthday party they just threw a birthday party and it is now what it is it's crazy like the wow, really? I didn't know that. Yeah, okay. it was not supposed to be a festival the first time. It was They were just throwing a party, and now it is this crazy, sounds massive like, thing. Sounds like what Shaq does, you know? <laughs> they just throw a party, and it turns into a festival. Yep, pretty much. <laughs> Damn. Shaq's parties are fun, though. Like, the one they did at the Shrine for Super Bowl week? Yeah, but I want to go to, like, uh, the beach parties that they have. Yes, those look like a ton of fun. I mean, you do beach shows. Beach shows are fun. Beach shows, you're going to get sunburned. Oh, yeah. <laughs> you're going to get sunburned. I had a show in Puerto Vallarta, and I wasn't thinking about it. And we first day load, and I wore just, you know, T-shirt. Next day, I look, and there is a just straight-up line. Looking like a lobster. <laughs> oh, so bad. And I tan. Uh, Still have the damn tan line. Can't get rid of it. This was in, like, March. Wow. <laughs> so are you going to be doing artist relations for your next show? Yes. So I'm the overnight artist relations office manager for Forest, And that's because a lot of artists come in like off hours they come in late at night or you know forest is also an interesting one because it just goes really late so you have to adjust staffing there's not always an overnight person on your shows but that'll be me i'll be chilling in the office watching netflix waiting for people to need something so now what they artists just come in and like hang out and they need stuff or just come in and do like a sound check it just whatever it may be arriving late because it's also in rothbury michigan which is just you know way out of the way and there's middle of nowhere and are they staying on site all the artists it depends. So then this was last time I did this was 2017, but there was, you know, an RV area for artists. And then there's also the artist hotels that are about half an hour away from site. If you're going to go, I would stay say on site because it is truly beautiful, like it's gorgeous. The weather is perfect. But they a lot of them stay on site and party in their RVs. And then some also just stay off site at the hotels, depending on what they're doing. Did you do the show out in um, Seattle for Beyond Wonderland? I did not. Hmm. I've no- I know they had a lot of on on-site trailers i've actually never been to the gorge and i really want to go i went how was it it was beautiful i'm so excited i think i'm going this year but just they put see. me in a hotel i mean i'm i'm bougie dude 
Oh, same. <laughs> sleeping in the trailer. Oh, lightning in a bottle. We had an RV. I was like, I'm not camping for nine days. Mm-hmm. Not happening. Not you were out there for nine days. Yes. Oh my goodness. And just working the whole time. Pretty much. Yeah. Well, because the show is five days. Yes. Oh, okay. Well, that's still nice. Four more days than you have to be. Wednesday. Wednesday. First programming starts Wednesday. It was a Desert Hearts party. Was that Wednesday? So, no, that's programming. When's actual, like, show days? No, Wednesday. Like, music programming, like, actual. Oh, shit. Yeah. Five days. Whoa, bro. Yeah, that's insane. Okay, go back to the artist relations overnight. So, it's 2 a.m., artist shows up you have to like figure out okay you're off-site or you're you have like what is it what happens i mean it depends so it's either like they're just getting to site and our artist check-in is closed because it's two in the morning so we're giving them credentials we're getting them over to their programming slot if they need it it's really just facilitating like what do you need and where can i get you to make you most comfortable exactly and helping them not get lost can an artist request like oh i want an rv on site Yes, and it, so it varies. I'm not doing the advance for this one, so I'm not as privy to exactly how they're doing it. But like Lightning in a Bottle, we had artist RVs. They rented them, and then they let me know so we could hold their space, and then we help facilitate their RV getting dropped to site. Wherever. Yeah, uh, exactly. You need to get an RV, bro. Right? Do it. I've been thinking about it. Do it. <laughs> <laughs> Shit, I'm about to go get a $250,000 bus, bro, so we just roll up to EDC and just sleep on site. Oh, that'd be great. That traffic still sucks. It does. It's gotten better. Especially with everybody camping, but uh, just thank you for driving, bro. Thank you. Oh, uh, you're welcome. That traffic is just—it's a thing of nightmares. Yeah. And then you've been up all day, all night, work, crunchy. You're well, I, I can't. The car does not smell good when you're going back. Yeah. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> so you didn't work EDC this year, right? I did not. I went for fun no. on Friday. So we, you owe me two hundred dollars. Oh, we had a bet. We had a bet, but no, we didn't officially bet. He, but. he didn't. You owe her two hundred dollars. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, no. I was he, like, no, she was working. I'm she like, was... I am so confident. I'm gonna bet you two hundred dollars. I'm not gonna want to bet two hundred dollars. I was like, then you're not confident in yeah. your decision. You know what's funny is that even um, Aaron was like, oh yeah, we're gonna catch dinner, and I, I was as soon as he said that, I said, she's not working. Mm. And I said because I, the way she is, I'm fucking psyched on work working. Fun is later. Like, and he's mentioned it. I mean, we're really good friends with. Yeah. And he's met, and I've, he's told me like, oh, dude, like Coachella. I mean, he joined you. Yep. But she was at work. Oh, yeah. yeah, yeah. So Running in circles. She's a <laughs> professional. She's not sitting here being lovey-dovey. She's being worked. Work, oh, yeah. no. Aaron got yelled at at that one because he caught me at the wrong time asking to go on stage. And I was like, I don't have time for you. Go away. Yeah, get, get out of here. Ooh, I like that. <laughs> get your ass off my stage. Love you, babe. <laughs> I'll see you later. But that, that, oh, that, that's a good relationship you guys have. You guys understand each other. You guys understand what you guys do for this industry. And, and you respect yeah. each yeah. other's boundaries. No, no, no. Careers. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You do the same, though. Yeah, you're like, I'm like, come on stage. Like, no, 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 no. no, no I don't, I don't need it. Yeah. E- even I went to Kirby stage and he's like, you can go up there. Like, because we're behind. Oh, yeah, but she was all shy. And he's like, you can go up there. I'm like, I don't need to. That's how I am, though. I'm I like, need I don't need to, to be like, I if I'm not working, I'm getting out of the way. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And also, the know, view from backstage sucks anyway. Go watch it from somewhere else, guys. Like, yes. we would go away. Yes, we were. We were actually in the crowd having a great time. And this guy's like, tell Kirby to get you on stage. I'm like, it's unnecessary. I'm, a, I'm dancing over here. I'm having a good time. I'm like, completely unnecessary. You could have just text me, bro. <laughs> oh, no, my friends make fun of me because they all also work on like, the, a lot of them work on the management side of dance music. And they're like, Casey's favorite sentence is get off my stage. But it is. Yeah. If yeah. you're not there to work, why are you? Yeah. Especially when it was base pod in October. I was like, guys, we have all the pyro and the fire marshal's watching me. Get off my damn stage. Go away. Yeah. I've never worked the base pod. 
at an EDC festival. Uh, I've never worked. Not at, not at EDC. I've always I've had it as a minor. Yeah, side event. Minor side event. Yeah. I've okay. never had it. And I've got to say, their stages. I honestly think it's a shit. Like, Larry and I had a great time. Their builds are fucking amazing. This last one was amazing. Yeah. I mean, it, I, I think they took the design, some shit from like the UK designs, because they, they've, Rampage had one where it was like fuck up in the air, and this one looked like a fucking robot. Yep. Yeah. And I was like, oh shit. I actually I, met the designer of that stage when he said the, the DJ boost was supposed to go up and down, but it was too expensive. Yeah. So they just suspended. That yeah. would have been sick. That would have been sick. Like after an end of a set, he goes down, come back on. That would have been That's, crazy. That would have been wild. Yeah. I, I like that. But can like you imagine it. having to climb up every time you had to like? Oh, there's stairs. Over? No, yeah, I, but that's I what know, she's saying. Still, like, oh, yeah, <laughs> carrying the stuff. Yeah, yeah. getting your getting your <laughs> steps you in. There. You got to make sure all the gears up there already. There. I think I think they did have. Yeah, it there. they left. I it think up they there. forked one of the box up there. Oh, okay. Yeah, I hope so. I mean, Larry's on his shit. Yeah, yeah. He came by. He came by to say what's up to me. He was all over the radio. Hey, Kirby misses you. <laughs> he took the time to come to my stage because he knew that I couldn't leave my stage. He came and said, what's up? That if, was nice. If you ever work with Larry, anybody listening, vegan snacks are the way to that man's heart every time. Uh, well, I met him no when he did. was a meat eater. So <laughs> I got to him first. I got to him first. Yeah, yeah I, love, I love Larry. I always work a uh, hard summer with him. Yeah. I told him about our podcast and, and he, he, I told him, hey, we talked about you. And he's all, I hope it's all good. I said, dude, it's, it's all good. Oh, I'm just talking shit. Yeah, <laughs> you know, and he's just like, I'm gonna hear it. So I sent him a link. So hopefully, he's got to I have a good story on? about hard. Last August, um, it was my first insomniac event I'd ever worked. I just had never or first in the artist relations side because I just simply had never worked with Haley before, and I got booed by an entire crowd of people. <laughs> so basically, on the second day of hard, and I had the purple stage, so I had all the rappers, and we had to, you know, if you know, no stage diving. If you jump in the crowd, we're cutting your audio just for like safety. Um, and I come a big rule of mine, especially when I'm liaisoning, is like coming from a place of like kindness and warmth and like really being polite because like I don't need to start on the wrong side of the bed with you and I'm going to end up saying no to something anyway. So I'm going to start being smiley and <laughs> nice. You know, I was like, oh, I know you guys are going to be well behaved, but just no, you know, don't jump in the crowd, blah, 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 blah. An artist gets on stage and I'm going to spare some of the verbiage because it was definitely like very vulgar but his he was like I, I was told that if i stage dive they'll cut my audio and one of his, his hype man was like who said that and i quote the artist goes the lady backstage fuck that bitch and the entire crowd boos and it's definitely about oh. me and i'm laughing because i don't care i'm like yeah, yeah, i did yeah. my job whatever exactly stage manager is ready to murder someone he was so mad and i'm just laughing i'm like you're good sal don't worry about it it's all fine <laughs> but did he stage dive no. Okay, Wait, good. What year was he this? Listened. This last one? This last one. Oh, I wasn't there. I was about to say, it kind of sounds familiar, but I wasn't there. It was 116 degrees that day, too. It was <gasps> Yeah, it was hot. hot. I actually went to go drop off some shoes. <laughs> shoes? I was on, yeah, I was, uh, we had planned a family vacation that nice. weekend. I totally forgot. And then when they were like, hey, what time are you getting hard? And I was like, uh, I'm leaving on vacation. They're like, what do you mean? And I was like, oh, dude, like totally missed it. And I went to go drop off some shoes for uh, Jesse. Nice. And uh, then I was like, 
I'm glad I'm not at this show. It's so hot. <laughs> it was, and purple was one of the stages that has no shade whatsoever. So our shade was the generator, which there's some irony in that one. Like sitting by Ooh. the Jenny, just like trying not to get sunburned. And that thing is hot. Yeah, exactly. Blowing it's like the hot heat air. that it's just creating around it. That's crazy. I, I, I heard that was a good summer, though. It was. A good summer show. It was. It was the first time at NAS. Did you do it? Yeah, I was working with Larian. Yeah, I didn't do it. Yeah, I was. It was a good one. It I was, was going to be with Jacob. Hot. <laughs> yeah. We had a couple rappers. I think we had one or two rappers on our stage. I'm doing this one, though, for sure, this year's. Pretty sure I am, too, so I'll see you there. Yeah. I don't know what stage I'm on yet. We'll see. Where, is it going to be at the NAS again? Yes. Yeah. Yes, I, I talk, like the NAS. Three days this time. Three days. Oh, three days. Friday, Saturday, Sunday. But I think Megan said it only goes to one. Yeah, no, because they the have last, a big, it went to 12. A noise issue. Like, yeah, I think it's either 12 or one. She's it's an 12. early cut, yeah. Yeah, because yeah, I had told her, oh, we don't got to be till the till two. She's like, no, I think it's till one. Like, she made it like because of the hip hop that they're bringing in. Yeah. It's like hard. Yeah. Just like Rolling Loud got yep. a hard cut at midnight. Yeah. Like, I mean, everybody's hard cut. When you hard cut, it's. Yeah, but it's, it, it, I think they're more strict on, like, hip-hop shows. They are now, yeah. They, their permits are really, like, you must do these things. They don't want to hear the F word at, like, 1 in the morning, bro. Gotcha. Going through the PA system. It'll be fun. <laughs> I know. People are so uptight. Yeah. <laughs> do you have any uh, guidance for somebody coming into this industry? Uh, that's a good one. Yeah, or, like, how, how do you get into what you're doing? Um... My p first piece of advice is like always respectfully, but always re like ask the question, reach out. There's never you will never get an answer if you don't even ask, like, you know, volunteer. Nothing is above you. I started doing a lot of what I started out doing was just door you know, guest list and door and like making 100 bucks a night to check people in. And it's all about who, you know, like truly. And I hate saying that, but it's the relationships. It's less who, you know, and the relationships that you form and like, showing up and giving it your all and asking the questions and following up. People will hire you. If you're good and you show up with a good attitude and you try, you're going to get, you're going to come back. And, and, you know, and they see you working hard. Exactly. And people, it's not even, you know, so much what I've found is reaching out to people being like, hey, just, you know, I wanted to reach out. Hope you've been well. I'm available if you need help because out of sight, out of mind to a degree. It's not that people don't want you around. It's just they kind of forget and we all need people. But, you know, showing up and having a good attitude and working really hard and just asking the question and trying to prove that you want to be there goes, in my opinion, so far. And especially with the people that I hire. Okay. But like, I want to want to work with you. So if you're a happy person who works hard and this job can be hard, it can be demanding and Absolutely. exhausting and long you go hours. Through, yeah. And it can be emotionally exhausting. So I want to have good people around me and I'm willing, you know, uh, most of us are willing to teach as long as you want to learn, people will teach you how to do it. Well, that's fantastic. It's not rocket science. That's most fantastic. of the time. Yeah. I like that. Hard work. Yeah. Rocky's really good at just keeping in contact with people. He's really good at that, just extending the olive branch. And if they, I'm the worst at that. I am just like, I don't so want to bother, I. I don't want to bother people. I can't read emails either. <laughs> no, I just. Uh, uh, I, apparently you can. Yeah, I can. <laughs> DMs, I'm like, oh. You're like, nah, no, thank you. So I'm sorry if I came off like not talking much. Oh, you're fine. I was just like, oh, hey, hey, what's up? Hello, I'm here. Goodbye. <laughs> no, no. Just on a personal level, also, I just don't feel like I want to bother anybody. Yeah, that's, yeah, I, that's, that's what I think. Yeah. Like on a per not even uh, just personal level, just to like reach out or comment on somebody. I just, I don't know why. I need to let that go and just be like, fuck it. But like you said, you you have to continue to kind of. You don't want to be out of sight, out of mind. Exactly. So we need to definitely be a little more 
uh, involved with people. Yeah. That, that's what you're good for. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> you're I don't mind my it. yin to my yang. Was there a reason why you didn't work EDC this year? Or? I had to be on site for Lightning in a Bottle on Sunday of oh. EDC, so I only would have been able to do two days. And even if I could have pulled it off, like I said, I'm really trying to take care of myself when I go into something. So knowing I had to be there for yeah, nine that days, been brutal. Not yeah. sleeping, going for those three days, and then turning around and driving and not taking a break probably would have killed me. Yeah, absolutely. That, that killed me. Yeah. I mean, I did one. What is no four? Three? What time were we getting there? Three. Uh, yeah, three. three. So th- I, I did three PM to, to eight in the morning. Well, we got to get the dual shift. Yeah. We, awesome. we had a split shift, but we're still getting there at three. Right. And then we go, go to bed eight, yep. wake up and do it again. Yep. I get up to go to work at two 30 every day. On a, on a normal basis. On a normal day. Oh no. So I was intentionally like, okay, I'm going back to work. I'm glad I took the extra days from my job. I went back to work Monday, Tuesday. I was still dead. Oh, like, I, I bet. Was, I was like, dude, this is exhausting. Like, yeah. you can't even catch up anymore. No. So and for you to, you were trying to do EDC and then into the lightning bug. No way. That is self, like, <laughs> sabotage. Exactly. I was like, I'm going to simply die if I try and do this. Yeah, that's. Uh, well, good. I'm glad you take care of I me. Mean, I mean, and you weigh less than I do. So, you know, I'm, I'm pretty sure you're in a more fit. <laughs> Than I am, and you can take the beating. Let's see who can make it up more sets of stairs because it's probably not me. <laughs> yeah. All right, guys, I think it's about that time. Yeah, we get into the mix portion of our show today. We have a very special mix from Alex Elena, and then we'll come back at the end of the show and uh, we'll say our goodbyes. This is set time. Oh, yeah.
Sadness overwhelms me. I remember that sometimes isn't always and sometimes is not forever. And when the 
top And I'm gon' shine, homie, until my heart stops Go ahead, envy me I'm Raps MVP And I ain't going nowhere, so you can get to know me Need a little love with the underdogs on top And I'm gon' shine, homie, until my heart stops Go ahead, envy me I'm Raps MVP And I ain't going nowhere, so you can get to know me
Commission in conjunction with other airwave announcements will conduct this exact test without prejudice under the jurisprudence of the soul, the mind, the body, the positive, the negative, the ground, the proton, but a man who's hungry electrons dividing the yin. It wasn't wiser to surmise that you would tell the truth. It's neither of us learn to heed the stars.
All right, we're back. What an amazing mix from Alex Elena. She's been killing it in the local house scene here in Los Angeles. If you want to check her out, go to her Instagram. It's at A-L-E-X-E-L-E-N-A. And we want to thank you for coming in as a guest. Yes. yes. Thank, thank you guys for so having much. me. I it was awesome. It. Thank you for coming fun. in. It was a lot of fun. Thank yeah. you, guys. And if people want to reach out to you, um, how would they get a hold of you? Best place is probably my Instagram, which is Cassandra J. So that's C-A-S-A-N-D-R-A-J-A-Y-E. I think my Twitter handle is the same. And my email is in my Twitter bio if you need work. Perfect. We thank you. Hopefully, I, I hope this show inspires people to to get in to, to get into the industry. And you're saying, you know, we're that short-handed. we're we're shorthanded. So hopefully, I, you know, I, we can get some people to yeah. join. I hope my nephew can reach out to you and see if you can help him out or guide him out. Absolutely. And I just hope that people realize, you know, it's not as hard. I mean, it's not easy to get in, but it's not as hard as you think. I think we live behind this wall of, you know, oh my God, the music industry and the events industry, but. It's just like anything else. You just got to try. Yeah. Yeah. That's how I think we all got in. Yeah. Yeah. This seems cool. Let's do it. Exactly. Now we're here. Yeah. Yeah, Very yeah. true. Very true. All right. Yeah, I dated because I, they told me I, they couldn't bring me along anymore. <laughs> They're like, I'm sorry. <laughs> yeah. You need to now work. <laughs> no more wristbands for you, bro. You can't come you in can't for come free. You can come backstage. Who do you think you are? Yeah. Yeah. Get out of here. Well, again, we appreciate everybody tuning in. Yeah. And uh, until next time, this is Set Times. Oh, yeah.